Welcome to All My Box. Joe Green. This is a podcast where I get on my soapbox and talk about things which are near and dear to my heart. This is one of the behind the mic episodes where I tell you the real story of what happened behind the scenes. So for this story, we're going to talk about why season four just ended abruptly and how we got to season five. So if you're a regular listener, you notice that we were just pumping out episodes left and right. And Brandon, Jordan, myself had a, a great chemistry and put out some really good shit. Episode 71, now called the Nerd Talk episode, tell you that episode we did because Brandon wanted to record. We didn't really have anything to talk about, but Brandon wanted to record. So we did, and we just talked. It's just one of those things where we use this podcast, all of us, me, Brandon, Jordan, as a means to cope with our real lives. I mean, if you also listen to that episode, you heard that we had big plans to, to get up with DJ Thread, have like a, a great super episode, and then it, it's just like the podcast just just disappeared. So the reason it happened is because of me. <laughs> Probably heard me say it time. I was in the Navy, retired Navy veteran, did 20 years in the Navy, and I can honestly say the only thing that I lost being in the Navy was my mind. In year 2018, the Navy diagnosed me with dysthymia. Dysthymia is a milder but long-lasting form of depression. It's also called persistent depressive disorder. I deal with that on a regular basis. Looking at John Hopkins, says that people with this condition may also have bouts of major depression at times. I can tell you that my mood swings up and down still. If you listen to the other Behind the Mic episodes, you know that I've dealt with two suicide attempts. The second one made me realize that I had a reason to live. I can say this, since that second incident, I've not had a suicide attempt, but I still battle with my depression, my dysthymia. According to John Hopkins, symptoms of dysthymia may include lasting sad, anxious, or empty mood. I'll give you that 100%. <laughs> Less ability to concentrate, think, and or make decisions. Not really for me. Less energy. Yes, for me all the time. Fatigue. Yes, all the time. Feeling hopelessness. That happens to me a lot. Weight and or appetite changes due to over or under eating. I can tell you, me personally, I fall in the under eating category. There's times where I might eat one meal a day. My bad joke to people is people look at me and say, oh, wow, like you've lost a lot of weight. And I say, yes, depression. <laughs> it's a horrible comeback, but it's the honest to God truth. Some of the symptoms include changes in sleep patterns, such as fitful sleep, inability to sleep, early morning awakeness, or sleeping too much. I can tell you, me personally, either I want to sleep all day or I have nights where I can't sleep at all. And the last one is low self-esteem. You should be brutally honest with you. I do have that. But if you know me, you know that I am great at putting on the act. I remember one time I had a girl tell me way back when I was in the Navy basic training that like, you're one of the most confident guys I know. And I just laughed <laughs> and realized that, wow. <laughs> so with me, combine that with real life, I just stopped making episodes. It came a point where, you know, Jordan would ask, are we going to do podcast episodes? I'm like, yeah, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Brandon wouldn't ask because Brandon knows that when I hit these stages, it's just a matter of time before I get back to it. But the fact that Jordan was asking to do these podcast episodes kind of gave me that glimmer of hope, like maybe she needed this. Because I know times when Brandon needed to record to help himself out and said not to get into their details or any of my friends' details, but my core unit of friends, we all battle to maintain our mental health, which is a good thing because we're all in the same boat. But it's also a bad thing because one of the things that happens when you're battling your own mental health is that you don't want to burden someone who's dealing with their own mental health with your mental health. So then you seclude yourself and you don't let people in. It's a chicken and an egg type scenario. I said, John Hopkins says, let your family and friends help you. I'm blessed to have 
a core unit of friends that are willing to help me get through this. So the last episode we recorded was around April 2021, and we had plans to keep on going. Now, around that time, I also made a decision to reconcile with my wife and put my family back together because my kids were going through a hellacious experience, and I needed to step in and I needed to rebuild my family. I tell you, reconciliation with my wife, the people that know me and were close to me were very hesitant <laughs> with me going in that direction because they knew what the relationship did. I mean, it was the catalyst which caused my first suicide attempt, which started me on this path of depression. It was just a bad situation to where I had to separate to save myself. Luckily, at that time, I was going through group therapy and stuff to cope with that separation because it, it tore me apart internally. One of the things that this John Hopkins medical report on dysthymia says that it is best to postpone big decisions until depression has lifted. Before making a big change, change jobs, get married, divorce, discuss it with others who know you well and have more objective view on the situation. So I can tell you, <laughs> I discussed this with my core friends and one of my friends, I mean, she just broke down in tears because she was so scared that it was going to lead me down the path that I was. But if you listen to that last Behind the Mic, Behind the Mic 4, I can tell you like the suicide attempt gave me a vigor to live. And I just don't have the intention to kill myself anymore. But like I said, that doesn't mean that I haven't battled depression from Juneteenth, 2020, all the way to April 2021. Like I was single and alone. And then in December of 20, I moved away from Hampton Roads, away from my core friends. And I lived in a house by myself. My kids would come up some weekends, but the majority of the time I was by myself. For someone that battles depression, being by yourself is not cool. Sitting there, your mind wanders. When you hit these these ruts, as I call it, it just, it puts you in a spot. Unfortunately, I've gone through this so many times where I know that I just have to get through it. It's just getting through a storm, but it sucks and it hurts. So once I moved away, like I was dealing with that, still doing the come down to do podcasts, but it just got to a point where the depression just overweighs your decision making and your want to do things. And I love doing this podcast. I love getting on this mic and, and talking about nerd shit, comic book movies, expressing myself. Even more, I love getting together with Brandon and Jordan, calling in Threat, calling in Henry and Peter and sitting around and just shooting the shit and talking. And it, it's, it's joyous. It's fun. It, it's pleasurable. But my dysthymia, my depression overrides my feelings at times and keeps me from doing things that I like. So when I decided to reconcile with my wife and put my family back together, we had to move out of Hampton because one of the big stresses I dealt with is this house in Hampton, which I couldn't pay for. My kids were living there. The mortgage wasn't getting paid. So I live with this every day. I'm going to get noticed that the house is going to be foreclosed and they're going to be homeless. Those type of stressors just keep on eating at you, eating at you, eating at you with the condition that I have to where it knocks me on my ass to where I can't do anything. One of the things this John Hobbs report says to do when you have the stimulus is to break large tasks into small ones, set priorities and do what you can as you can. Around the June time frame is when I decided to move my wife and kids up here with me on the Eastern Shore. Like I said, Brandon and the crew helped out. Packed up trucks, packed up a U-Haul. Shit, they, they helped pack up the house in Hampton because my wife also deals with serious mental health. And here I am putting on a cape trying to save her when really <laughs> I shouldn't be saving anybody. But I did it for the sole purpose of reuniting my family to provide a stable 
base for my children because, like I said, it was bad. I'm not going to get into details of what they were going through, but my son battles with his own personal mental health. Focusing on that, the podcast took a backseat. Moving my family back together, it was a stressful situation that didn't help my condition at all. To move forward in one relationship, I had to let go emotionally of a previous relationship. One of the things I had to confront was the previous relationship I had with the girlfriend. And I think I mentioned her on the Behind the Mic 4 episode. I had thought I was over that relationship until Valentine's Day 2021. Like I said, moving away and being alone, dealing with the, the depression. That was the first Valentine's Day in over like 20 plus years that I was by myself. And it was that day I started to think and reflect on that relationship. This girl was the one. Like I loved this girl like Common loved hip hop. And I thought she loved me the same. And I just started to think, if you love someone unconditionally, they should accept you for, for everything that you are. You're good, you're bad. And I know I opened up about my depression and stuff, and she was supportive. But I could see the resentment in her eyes. I could feel it. That my depression, my dysthymia, it affected her to where I, I, could, I could see it in her eyes. Sitting by myself, reflecting on our relationship. Like, was it love? Because if you love someone, you accept them for who they are. So that started to fester those thoughts, my ability not to let go. And when I reconciled with my wife, it was a, a situation that I had to confront. And when I finally confronted it and learned the truth that a selfish person is a selfish person, they can tell you that they loved you and they gave you the, your heart, but how can they give you something when they're selfish or give you something that's closed up and locked away? I didn't confront that. But dealing with all of that emotion was one of the many things that crippled me to a point where I couldn't do the podcast. I can tell you the reason why we don't do Hero Talk is because my relationship with Mr. Hero Talk deteriorated during this time. In a time where I was trying to get myself together, Mr. Hero Talk's way of dealing with that was, well, what about me? And it made me reflect on my friends. Who was a friend? Who was really there to help me? And I don't doubt that he was a genuine friend. I just didn't have time to deal with his personal selfishness compared to mine. And I just brushed that away because I really didn't have the ability to deal with it. My final break in my relationship with Mr. Hero Talk was a message that I received where he told me I was the one I could have rectified our friendship. One of my coworkers had this message on his IG and I saw it. It really hit me. Chinese proverb that says, he who blames others has a long way to go on his journey. He who blames himself is halfway there. He who blames no one has arrived. And I read that and I was like, yo, man, this dude really blames me for some shit because he was immature. He was selfish. He felt neglected because I was trying to take care of myself. (laughs) You know, blame me because he felt upset. Like I'm the one going through shit. I'd say with that proverb, I'm halfway there because I blame myself for everything. I blame myself in the relationship with the girlfriend falling apart. I feel guilt for everything prior to my suicide attempts. And that guilt then taking the blame for myself fucks with my emotions to the point to where when I have these bouts of depression, like I said, it's crippling. So for those who struggle with negative friends, you, you don't need them. The relationship is not work. Your partner is not there unconditionally to love you. It's not worth it. Because in the end, I would still be in those relationships and I would still get the negative feelings and the resentment when I have my bouts of depression because of my dysthymia. It's because I don't feel that those friends, that girlfriend could handle my condition. 
So what sucks is that even when something good happens, when you're in one of these bouts, it can still keep you down. I stress out about finances. I just fucking sold a house <laughs> that could cripple me financially. And I still feel bad. But understanding why I feel bad is the glimmer of hope that I need to take that next step. What's odd is that the day before I recorded the first episode for season five, episode 73 of the Mandalorian episodes, I was in a funk. I was in that hit. And I was texting with DJ Threat. And we were talking about the Mandalorian. We were just talking back and forth. All these theories about this. And I was like, yo, this is like podcast type shit, man. I should probably do this. And then like I said, chapter six came out, Book of Boba Fett. And it was just so awesome. Like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this now. I got to break this cycle and get back on this mic. And when I decided to get back on the box, I could put up a picture of the computer with the logo and I set up the podcast equipment and put it on social media. I think I tagged Brandon and Jordan because Jordan was first to respond real quick. So when are we going to record? Next day I recorded. So hopefully <laughs> this season, season five, on my box 2022, I can maintain some type of stability and conquer my depression. And I talk about this to one, get this off my chest, to get this out, letting stuff sit there and fester eventually. It will consume your energy and it will break you. So that that relationship I had, I, I God, I can't express how deeply, how passionately I felt for that girl. And my inability to sh- express emotion, her inability to feel emotion and our inability to work together caused that relationship to end. And like I said, that girl was the girl of my dreams. But I know that it's not going to work. But that type of hurt, it causes... This condition I got to break me down to where these symptoms, low self-esteem and feeling hopelessness and fatigue and less energy, all that stuff, it festers and takes control. They recommend the best treatment for the stimulus is therapy and medicine. Obviously, you need a psychiatrist for medicine. Fortunately for me, <laughs> I'm doing neither, which is not a good thing. If you have these symptoms, less energy, fatigue, feeling hopelessness, sad, anxiety, empty mood, less ability to concentrate, changes in your sleep patterns, talk to somebody. I see commercials now where you can uh, call some somebody. They, they have sites, goodtherapy.com. I think that's what the one threat gave to me. Use it. It's tough. I know it's tough to, to actually extend your hand out and ask for help. Some people think that they're strong enough they can do it on their own. I thought that. I'm not. What I am blessed to have are friends that continually pick me up when I'm down. And they know that I'll do the same for them. So according to John Hopkins, if you have depression, there are things you can do to help yourself. Say, get help. If you think you may be depressed, see a professional as soon as possible. Set realistic goals. Don't take on too much. Break large tasks into small ones. Set your priorities and do what you can, as you can. Talked about that. Try to be with people and confide in someone. It's usually better than being alone and secretive. Like I told you, I, I eliminate a lot of people from my circle because they just didn't provide a positive energy that I needed to move forward. And honestly, that's the reason why we'll never have Hero Talk again. Do things that make you feel better. Go into a movie, gardening. Taking part in religious, social, or other activities may help. Doing something nice for someone else can also help you feel better. Me, personally, I love going to the movies. I call it research for the podcast. <laughs> I'll watch a movie two or three times in movie theater. I'll pay the ridiculous prices to watch a movie. I, I enjoy watching movies. I love my AMC in Hampton. It sucks that when I finally sell this house on February 28th, I will no longer have any attachment to the city of Hampton. And I'll have to say goodbye to AMC. Love that place. Love the movie theater, AMC Hampton. But it's one of those things I I like doing. My other major hobby is 
model railroading. If you follow me on Instagram, my personal account, you see that I put up type of train videos. I haven't done any train videos lately, but that's because I'm trying to get this season five of On My Box back on. Trying to get some episodes out there. Working on that. Trying to put out some good content. Other thing says get regular exercise. I can tell you I don't do that. <laughs> Expect your mood to get better slowly, not right away. Feeling better takes time. That's true. Unfortunately with me, I, I know when the rut comes and I know I got to get through it. And I know that I'm going to get through it. Might not feel 100% good, but I'll feel better to where I can do what I need to do. Eat healthy, well-balanced meals. I don't do that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stay away from alcohol and drugs. These can make depression worse. I drink occasionally. Like I said, to go down, do the podcast. One beer might turn into 10. <laughs> but I don't drink on a regular basis. Watching someone deal with alcoholism, coming off alcohol can kill you. It can kill you. It's it's a deadly, deadly uh, drug that will physically destroy you. But I believe in 420, so <laughs> smoke a joint to, to mellow out here and there. Try to be patient and focus on positives. This may help replace negative thinking that is part of the depression, and the negative thoughts will disappear as your depression responds to treatment. It's hard to stay positive. Especially for me, when I was just chilling by myself, sitting there doing nothing to stop those thoughts, I'd go to sleep super early. Like, I'm going to bed at 7.30. That's beyond old man time. Trying to wake up to go to work, start the routine over again. But it's just, I know that tomorrow is going to come. So just with that in the back of my head, keep moving. One thing Brandon told me is that your mental health is like walking up a spiral staircase. You don't think you're making progress because you feel like you're walking around in circles. But when you look, you're actually moving up. So just... Be patient. You might think you're going in circles, but you're actually climbing up the spiral staircase. Any step up is a step in a positive. Just keep on taking those steps. Sometimes it feels like you're stuck in the mud and you just can't go. And that's okay. Sometimes you might have to take a step back to move to the side, to move away from that mud puddle. And it might take you days to take that next step. If you stay positive, you will take that next step. And I can tell you from experience that even in my lowest, I know that the next step is going to come. And last, let your family and friends help you. That type of trust comes a long way. Find that circle. Find those people you trust. And you know what? Your circle might be two to three people. And that's okay. I love the Godfather. There's a part in Godfather 3. They say even the most powerful man needs friends. And I can tell you, growing up, my friend network was large and it made me feel powerful. Behind the mic 3, I talk about the story between me and DJ Threat, the importance of his friendship. When I lost that, and I lost that friend network, it, it was humbling. It, it was crippling because I thought I'd, I'd lost all the power I, I'd amassed. 25 plus years later, I realized that true power and friendship comes from real friends. And if that means you have five real friends, that's what you got. You might have one real friend. It's okay to have acquaintances and people that, you know, you're not totally vibing with, but your core unit, the people that keep you afloat, ensure that they're bringing positive energy to you so that you can give positive energy to them. And I learned that lesson and, and I, I live by that every day. Like I said, my circle is small as fuck, but you know what? I'm thankful for those people. So I did this episode just to to talk about my depression related to the podcast and you know, how it affected my relationships with people in hopes that maybe a listener out there can relate and realize that it's not that bad. It's just one of those bad habits I picked up from the Navy. Good leaders help those. They lift up people. Everybody's seen the meme of Darth Vader choking out the dude. <laughs> lift people up. I've always wanted people to surpass me. It's no ego. It's just the right thing to do as a human being. So hopefully 
this episode helps you. Hopefully the podcast, you enjoy listening to podcasts. Maybe that helps you listen to me rant and rave about movies or hang out with my friends and we <laughs> get all stupid and silly and talk about dumb shit. Whatever the case is, just keep on moving forward. I thank you for listening. You can find the podcast on Instagram at onmybox underscore podcast. You can find the podcast on Facebook at onmyboxpodcast. Or you can find me on Twitter at jwgreen4. Joe Green, it's on my box, and I'm out.